Look at this. So, oh, that's my. You put your phone in rice because you dropped it twice now. What on earth are we going to do with you? What can you do? Nothing. Nothing. Hello, this is Lawrence Lewis. And this is Sister Christian. Today is Wednesday, September 23rd, so some things may have changed by the time you listen to this, but it's still the producer's happy hour. A weekly podcast with two producers on opposite coasts. Christian is in New York. Actually, that's not true. I'm not. I'm still in L.A., but <laughs> You're I go still home in... tomorrow. I'm very excited. Okay, so you will be in New York by the time this episode comes out. I'll be in L.A., exactly. and we're exploring what it means to be a good producer as we continue to get the industry back to work after a global shutdown, even though we're still dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. We find ourselves being, this just happened. I have an example. We find ourselves being asked to take on greater responsibilities from a variety of guidelines created by multiple sources. Now more than ever, it's important for us to keep sharing our experiences, our ideas, just the job that we're doing. Exactly. And we need to hear from you so we can share the information. Share your story with us. Are you working? If you are, how? How are you keeping your crew safe? Email us at producershappyhour at gmail.com. And please rate the show on Apple. I mean, you know how va- we need validation, everyone. Please take out your phones right now and rate us on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast and share the show with friends and colleagues. These stories are more than just production. They're human stories. People need to hear them. They are. They are. And they do. And today we're going to chat a little bit. There's a lot going on in the world today, Christian. We should acknowledge that the ruling came out of, of what was going to happen with the police involved in the shooting of Breonna Taylor. Whether they would be charged or not. Whether they yep. would be charged or not. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm sure everyone's heard the news and the results of that decision. So there are many protests happening right now as we speak, and I imagine it's going to continue again. So we want to acknowledge that. And there is an actionable item that you can you can do. In fact, we might as well say it now. I was going to save it for our Please. take action moment. But there is a new initiative being put out by Black Lives Matter called the Breathe Act. And they sent out an e-blast today asking everybody to sign on as a community co-sponsor. The Breathe Act offers a radical reimagining of public safety, community care, and how we spend our money as a society. So we're going to put that link. It's on the actionnetwork.org. I'm sure you can just search for Breonna Taylor or the Breathe Act or Black Lives Matter and it will come up. But I'll put the link in the show notes. You can sign on. Includes your name as a supporter, and that's an important actionable item for for you to do right now. Yeah, and so I'm. Uh, uh, it was quite intense. Like the the night has been quite intense. Any coverage that if you're watching it, it's just like uh, it's hard. It breaks my heart right yeah. now. You know. So uh, thoughts. I'm certainly my thoughts have been with her since you know February. So yeah. we can't let this go. No. We can't. So what I was alluding to in the, the opening yeah. <laughs> was that I'm working in a different state that I haven't worked in next. Mm-hmm. And when I spoke to the production manager, who is fantastic, like top shelf, right? When I spoke to her, I was like, what are your procedures down there? And she's like, it really based on company. We've had some people like, you know, some companies letting people wear their own masks, some companies doing that. Like, and she went through the, all this this stuff and I was like, That really nails home what you and I have been saying for so long. There's no unity in what we're supposed to do. And so she's like, I'll do it however you'd like. I'm like, well, why don't we do it the right way? (laughs) And I wasn't being condescending. I was just being like, why don't we just do it 
the strictest way that we can. That way we'll all be safe. And she's like, the crews are doing whatever we ask them to because they want to work. I'm like, that's fantastic. So it just feels like we're still nowhere near the same page on this stuff. Exactly. And this state is located somewhere in the South. And it just, <laughs> it just feels like I'm, I'm very concerned about going there too. I'll keep you all updated, but yeah, I'm, I'm quite concerned. More than I was a week and a half, two weeks ago, for sure. Well, speaking of unifying our systems of work, I'm sure everybody has now seen the contract for motion picture, at least. It doesn't affect us in commercial, but it is a new contract for the motion picture industry. And it's a collaborative effort between the DGA, AMPTP, and IATSE, and Teamsters, and SAG-AFTRA. And mm -hmm. it sets forth the new terms of work, what regulations and what mandates they're going to put forward for film mm -hmm. and television production and live event production. And not live event like concerts, but multi-camera kind mm -hmm. of live-to-tape kind of situations, live and television tape agreement. This still needs to get approved by state officials. This is just a draft that's been going around. It's dated September 17th. I'll put a link to it in the show notes as well. But it does state that testing will be required as a part of the pre-employment process for anybody that's coming on the crew. They are mandating that it must be a PCR diagnostic test, not a rapid test. And it must mm. be conducted within 48 hours prior to the start of employment, except that a test conducted within 72 hours will be acceptable until the end of the year. I don't know why, but that's 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 what it's stating right now. And I was mm -hmm. talking to a friend of mine who is a crew member, and they're going off to do a job in New York. And I asked what kind of test did they send this person, and they didn't they didn't really know. And they were just going to take it and go on the job, and they didn't really mm -hmm. have time to in investigate the different types of tests and what it is or what's good and what's not. And I thought yeah. maybe that would be a good topic for today's show is to talk about the different types of tests. Yeah, because I think a lot of people are confused because now they're beginning to have the pregnancy tests of COVID. I don't know if you've <laughs> seen these yet or not, but there's a pinprick with a little uh -huh. bit of blood. You know your results within 15 minutes, like a pregnancy test. It could even be less than that. It could be five, but I'm not sure. There's all kinds of stuff out there that we don't know. And it's supposed to give you whether you have it or whether you have antibodies. And so right. that to me feels like okay, well, I mean, why aren't those in schools? Why aren't they, like, if they're truly something that is exactly. <laughs> yeah, so far, the last company I worked with, they did a lot of their own research to, to really dive into these tests. And I found a document from the Texas Health and Human Services Department mm -hmm. that breaks it down. And so far, and maybe there's been an update to this, like the, the test you spoke about. But uh -huh. basically, they're, right now, all tests fall into three categories. Mm-hmm. One is the PCR test, and that's what they are asking for in the Brain new yeah. IOTC agreement. Yeah, and it's a polymerase chain reaction test, PCR. And this test is generally the nasal swab, right? goes up mm -hmm. your nose. Mm -hmm. There are some that I've heard is a throat swab, but some of the throat swabs are not a PCR test. So just because you're getting a throat swab doesn't mean you're getting a PCR test. So it depends, you know, how it goes to the lab and what they do with it. So the PCR test, what it does is it looks for pieces of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. That's the virus that mm -hmm. causes COVID-19 in the nose mm -hmm. or throat and other areas of your respiratory tract to determine if you have an active infection. Right. And so far, this is the most accurate. 
the other test is an antigen test, and there's another test that's a serology test or an antibody test. And so right. far, the accuracy rates on those are much, much lower. Yeah, they're like 70% or something. It's not, you know, the antigen test is what everybody is testing with on sets right now. That's the rapid one? Yeah. Yeah. See, I've heard those have a 40% false positive rate. Yeah, I know. And that's what people are being, yeah. they're getting a false sense of security with those tests. Because they're allowing shoots to go on and people to be close and like talent to be talking without their masks on in front of camera, all of it. So the PCR test is, like I said, a nasal or a throat swab, and it's usually taken by a healthcare provider. It's not a home kit so far. And sometimes it can be run while you wait, although it's not a rapid test. So it's usually several hours. I had a friend who did one on a test and they rushed it through and the lab got it to them in about seven hours. And that was a rush. Oh. Otherwise, it takes 24 to 48 hours, sometimes even 72 hours. Yeah. I mean, that's the rapid the turnaround test results are all 15 minutes right now going on or up to two hours in New York. But those are basically what I'm believing to be the antigen test, antigen. not the PCR. Mm-hmm. Right. So positive PCR test means a person has an active COVID-19 infection. A negative test means that they're probably not infected at the time the sample was collected. Right. (laughs) However, it doesn't mean that they won't get sick. And it doesn't mean that they didn't have COVID-19 at the time of testing, right? Yes, exactly. You test the highest in the beginning when you have it. Yeah, like the fourth day or something like that. Mm -hmm. So this was the problem on my last job. We were going into the holiday weekend, Labor Day weekend, and we were starting to film on Wednesday. We needed 48 hours to get results back. Right. And the lab was closed Saturday, Sunday, Monday. No, you need to start. Like, that's prep time on everybody. (laughs) We would have had, yeah, we would have had a test on Friday. But then we're sending everyone off to Labor Day weekend, a holiday weekend. And we can't control what they do on off hours. So then the test results come back on Tuesday. What does that mean? I mean, you got to police people. You got to pay them to be home. I don't know. Like, how are we telling people that they can't go socially anywhere, too? You can't. We can ask people kindly to respect the, <laughs> respect the crew and respect the CDC guidelines over the holiday weekend. But we can't police people's behavior. Wow. I right? mean, I, I agree with that. I just the implication of trying to, too. And what does mm-hmm. the union say to that? Like, th- I'd like to know if they're going to have a, you know, what we've been talking about, too, is like, yes, if production does this, then you have to go through with having some sort of, what do we expect in return? And expect is a horrible word. I don't, you know, like searching for a different word, but what should we expect in exchange for that? Like, no white trash lake parties? <laughs> yeah. Like how, I mean, like yeah, in yeah. between the 48 hours to like, like, that's what yeah. I mean, like. It's behavioral, it, this thing. It's behavioral, and there's there's nothing I don't think anybody can do to control people's behaviors on their off hours. But right. what they did lay out in this agreement that we spoke about is that also wants everyone to break it up into zone A, B, and C, depending on where you are on set and who you are around at the time, right? And mm-hmm. they're saying that if you're working on a show for five days or more, you need to be tested three times per week, at least one test per week, a lab-based PCR diagnostic test. The remaining tests required that week may be rapid tests. Hmm. And we'll get to those. Those are the other two. 
And then zone B, you need to get tested at least once per week. And zone C, every two weeks is how often you need to get tested. So there's nothing in here about how to control people's behavior off hours, but at least the continuation of tests. Now, again, this is only motion picture, but at least that way they have some consistency in knowing someone's status over time. I'm concerned that this is a mandate because, again, like there's no, we could do this so the cows come home. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, like, <sighs> I, I'm listen, now that I've been out there and you've been out there, we understand that, that there's a way to do this. And we were yep. very concerned that there's not a consistent way that everybody is thinking how to do it. Maybe what this contract is, is starting really big and then we're figuring out what, you know, <laughs> Because it's not signed yet by the studios, right? No, this is it's just not. This is their the draft. first proposal. This is the yeah. draft, right? And again, it's only motion picture, but I'm sure it'll trickle down to commercials. It some, will. Some aspect of it. Some aspect now, of it will. Just the really here, hard bits to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Here, now here's just the, the worst kicker. of it. <laughs> here's the kicker on the PCR test, and this is my last bit on this one: is that okay. in some people, the virus can be found by a PCR test in the nose and throat for several weeks even longer than the time that they are actually contagious to other people. So now you've got people that are testing positive, even though they're no longer contagious. Mm -hmm. And so that person's penalized. Yeah, person's penalized. Boy, if you would have told me would have been here six months ago with <laughs> testing, I'd have been like, no way. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, Christian, we set out here to do this are. podcast so we could learn something. And now uh, here we are. We're learning we about are. infectious diseases. Well, you know. Just as my side job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go into nursing. All right. So the next one is the antigen test. Now, the antigen test looks for pieces of the proteins that make up the SARS-CoV-2 virus to determine if the person has an active infection. Right. Now, in most cases, this one's also a nasal or throat swab taken by a healthcare provider and tested. Generally, this also needs to go to a lab for testing. This is not maybe it's a home collection kit, but you send it in for testing. But this one, both of these other ones have kind of the lower accuracy rate, which is why the company. That's why they're so for, cheap and usable. That's why they're so cheap and usable. <laughs> um, and uh, so, again, a, a positive test means they have an active infection. A negative test means that the viral proteins were not detected. However, a negative test does not rule out COVID-19. And it says if they're still concerned that the person has COVID-19 after a negative antigen test, they should go get a PCR test. Yeah, that was what I wrote into a few companies' protocols is, mm -hmm. you know, like if there's a fever or mm -hmm. and that was at first, but now we've, we're past that a little bit. But if there is a positive test, you know, like th so the testing companies that I've worked with so far are if there's a positive, then they will do two more. Yeah. But I feel like maybe it should be if there's a positive, you should do two more. Or if there's a negative, you should do two more <laughs> at the rate <laughs> yeah, that they're exactly. yeah. accurate, 70%. Absolutely. You should yeah. have three tests. Yeah. That would uh, be just awful. And it, it does say that antigen tests usually can have a quicker turnaround. So that this is probably closer to one, of the, to one of the rapid tests that we're using. It doesn't say exactly how long it takes, but it's also less expensive than the PCR. Mm -hmm. So there you go. It does not accurately rule out those who were not infected. The yeah. tests are less sensitive than PCR tests, meaning there may be false negatives. Negative tests should be treated as presumptive if a healthcare provider is concerned that the person has COVID-19. Even after a negative antigen test, they should take a, a PCR test. Right. And so I guess the using the antigen test the way we do in conjunction with the questionnaire, if everybody's being truthful in it, 
I don't know. Like, it, again, this just feels like a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. They all are because the, the, the minute you take the test and, you know, this might be a topic for another show. I, I could go on about how this correlates with growing up gay in the 90s. But just because you took a test, the HIV virus had a six month gestation period. So you had to get a test every six months or at least twice if you became abstinent. Again, this this harkens back to that. You can get tested, go to Starbucks and pick it up there. Or um, gender reveal party like we're or a g- you know. <laughs> Yes. I know. I make they're all the that, rage. They're all the rage. So <sighs> I know. I know. Okay, the last category of testing is the antibody test, and that's a serology test. Serology looks for antibodies against SARS-CoV-2 in the blood to determine if there was a past infection. So these tests in our world are kind of useless. They are. This was the first one that was readily available like yeah. in May yeah, when I yeah. went to get tested. Way back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, because um, this one's easier to determine. Yeah. And in most cases, a blood sample. This is one of those blood sample tests. For this kind of test, a positive antibody test means a person being tested was infected with COVID-19 in the past and that their immune system developed antibodies to fight it off. A negative antibody test means they may not have had COVID-19. However, they could still have an active infection. And the Hmm. antibody test... Yeah, and an antibody test was collected too soon to give it a positive result. Again, if you caught it that day... Mm-hmm. You don't have the antibodies built up yet. That makes sense because that's kind of what my doctor said. She's like, if you've been feeling symptoms or if you thought you were sick, you still have to come like two weeks after you've stopped feeling symptoms. Then yeah. it, it would be right. Like you had to, like if you came and you had been feeling symptoms like the week before, then it wouldn't show. You know, what does this mean? One of the symptoms is, you know, a headache. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's still, it, and we're not any further along, I feel. We're, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. No. no. Yeah. Uh, one good thing about this test is it determines if you qualify to donate your plasma that contains the antibodies against COVID-19. And that would be a very noble thing to do. It's more invasive than any of them, too. So I would think. Have they not got it down to a pinprick yet? There is a pinprick test out there that is the pregnancy test of COVID Mm. (laughs) where you, uh, I haven't taken it yet, but I've got a lead on them and I'm going to see how accurate they are because it could be a more interesting way on set. And I understand that a pinprick is different than the nose thing, Yeah, but I feel like a pinprick is better because the last shoot I was on that we tested, the brain tickler is a real intense thing. It just really is. Is it really? I haven't had it. It is. Yet. I mean, but I think I think there's something wrong with me in general because I have a very sensitive nose. And the first time it was like, you know, my eyes started watering and didn't stop all day. And then I felt like I had like a sore throat afterwards. The second time, somehow she made the root of one of my molars hurt. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? She yeah, hit a nerve. So... She struck a nerve. <laughs> it, had, it hurt so bad. I had to take a knee. In the medic tent, and it was raining in New York, and it was like one of the worst shoot days ever. I'm just like, oh Jesus! Oh, I know, man. like I wish somebody I knew was with me because they would have been laughing. <laughs> It'd be funny <laughs> if it wasn't so horrible. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, I haven't had one of those yet. Only the cheek swab, but um... oh, see, I've definitely had the nasal only. That's the only one I've had. I'll let you guys know about these pinprick tests, though. I, I think they're very interesting. Yeah, but who find knows? out more and, and let's talk. Maybe about they're that. cheap enough, and because I've heard that they're thirty bucks or let maybe forty bucks or less. 
that's cheap enough to do a couple. So if you get a positive, like, I don't know what the ratio is, but if you were to get a negative, you could test people with a couple of them. Yeah. But again, as long as it's an antigen test, not an antibody test. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Christian, as we're recording this, it's 7.30 here on the West Coast. I just got an update on my Citizen app that national unrest after Breonna Taylor decision. Protests are happening across the country after grand jury did not charge any of the officers in her killing. As expected. As expected. It's wall-to-wall coverage on any news outlet. And I think, uh, I mean, I think civil should be unrest right now. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> oh, no. It's just, it's, uh, it's devastating. It is. It is. And I know we're, we're doing this a little bit backwards, but since we're, since we're here... And I know you're working and you're not mm-hmm. home. You're here in L.A. How are you doing? How are you handling it? I, I, well, I'll let you answer before I carry on. I don't uh, – I know – so it's <laughs> a loaded question. Like it is every week. We but do it every week. That, every week. It's fine. I, I think that um, – I think it's just – it's hard to be – to focus. So I was toying with this as maybe the topic of today's episode was going to be focus because... By the way, I'm drinking, I'm like knee deep in Coors Light right now. Too. Good. This is producer's <laughs> happy hour. I meant to mention it earlier. I'm having a lovely glass of some Joel Gott. <laughs> nice. Um, me too. It's called Coors Light. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, focus is, um, I just can't. I mean, I just, I sit down at night and I think to myself of all the things I couldn't get to, but I also think of all the things I did in the day and it's just so much more than it used to be. It's not a complaint. It's just like so much more has to be thought about and even having the help of a COVID compliant officer or a full staff doesn't do anything to make it any less hard. It doesn't doesn't do anything. It doesn't even scratch the surface of the amount of hours that you need to do a job now. No. Again, not a complaint. It's just like reality. And I think that if we're not, there's not enough hours in the day because I think what has happened, just theory on me, guys, just go along with this. We were so efficient before this happened that we condensed the amount of time we needed for prep. And so I think the big discussion that hasn't happened is that, yeah, I get that it's a one-day job and you have this many days to prep it, but I need more days. Like Mm -hmm. there's just not enough hours in order for me to do it, I'm just barely getting the job done. I'm barely getting it done in a way that like, so pretty soon it's going to be getting it done a bit sloppy. Yeah. And then what? Oof, yeah. Well, Lawrence, <laughs> now that I've got through all of that, how the hell are you? Oh uh, gosh. Focus is the same. I had the same problem. I had a, a laundry list of productive to do things on my list today. And I, <laughs> can't do it get to anything none of it is related to a job it's all personal personal admin and other things i personal projects and, and I, I couldn't do any of it and by i think it was 11 or 11 15 our time when the announcement came out mm-hmm. about the brianna taylor case uh, my day was just done I, I mean i would give just about anything right now to have a day where i couldn't didn't have to do or think or be 
yeah. you know, anywhere or any of that stuff. And I feel like that's what I'm going to have to do one of these days this weekend and just say, I'm sorry. And then regret it the next day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my mom said, and I know I don't talk about her very often because I know we don't really deep dive into family stuff, but my mom over the weekend was like, and she's a pretty strong woman, you know, she was just like, I don't know how to not feel anxiety right now. I don't know how to turn it off. I don't know how to like, you know, any of that. And it's just like, I get you, Ma. It's yeah. a big ad admit for her. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, focus, focus is challenging. It's, it's hard to stay on track. But, you know, that's what we do as producers. We kind of block out our, our <laughs> the world around us and focus on the job and get it done. Mm -hmm. But like you said, the hours in the day. What's today? Wednesday. It took a week and a half to wrap my last job. Yeah. Oh, shit. Thank you. I mean, I, yeah. okay. So jobs that were basically done by like August 20th, I didn't mm -hmm. turn in until last week and I was getting some shit for it and I get it. Yeah. Listen, I mean, that was by paying myself too. Yeah. Like paying myself back of all the expenses now because you find yourself like zelling people because how yeah. else are you going to pay them timely? And then you just bill for it. Like I'm doing shit that I would never have done before <laughs> and calling it COVID. Because you just have to make stuff happen and you don't like explaining that to somebody who's also teaching their child and sitting and being at home and trying to run an, a, a production company isn't. No. When's it going to happen unless you do? When's it going to happen? You just got to make things happen. And that's, that's what we do. But uh, I know. So the week and a half, I'm sure that was weighing on you too. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, vendors are open for a couple hours a day. So getting invoices is hard. Art department returning stuff and closing out, wardrobe one closing out, one yep. <laughs> truck at a time. And both of them had two trucks. So, you know, it was a big job. And also your point, the prep, I remember, you know, after 9-11, budget shrank. So yep. we reduced. After the SAG strike, which was before that, budget shrank. Mm. We reduced. 2008, the uh, financial collapse. Then all of a sudden, now you've got five days to prep a one-day shoot where we used to have 10. Yeah. And that's the thing, because we could do it before COVID. Nobody's saying we can't do it now because they're so scared because they want to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. are we done? <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. So We're done. You're right. <laughs> I think we're done, Christian. We've said it all. So, But I do really <laughs> want everyone to go onto our website, producershappyhour.com, and go to the do the work tab. Yes, go right to the do the work tab with our anti-racism resources. Very poignant day for it right now. We yeah. made a page on our website with anti-racism resources for you to educate yourself on the issues of racism that have long plagued our society, as well as a link to actionable things you can do to support Black Lives Matter movement. Yes. And as I mentioned, there's a, a link there for the Breathe Act petition. So you can sign on as a community sp co-sponsor with Black Lives Matter to help reimagine public safety, community care, and how we spend money as a society. There's also the Take Action page, and that has more to do with stuff for the election and things that we can do to help repair all the damage that was caused by the shutdown of COVID-19. So much. <laughs> so much. I mean, so much, but I think the most important thing we can do now is vote vote and register please everybody check your registration I, I know i've said this before i checked my registration on a whim i was not registered to vote i've been voting every year since i was 18 
I they voted dropped in, a bunch of people. I voted in last board. November's mm-hmm. primaries. I was dropped from the records. And I think I'm registered with no party affiliation. Maybe if you're registered with no party affiliation, really check. Because I think we get less mail. We get less information sent to us. I think maybe they thought we just wouldn't have noticed. So please wow. check your registration. Please vote. And um, yeah. Well, Lawrence, this show is edited and co-produced by Rob Blinking. Our work and logo designed by Christopher Daniels. And our music was composed by Kyle Puccia. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We're back next week. Until then, stay safe, stay connected, and make your voice heard. Stay active. Yeah, and wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Clean your phone. And wear a mask. We're still uh, we're in this thing, guys. We're still in it. Keep wearing your mask. Send us your emails, your thoughts, your questions, or your voice recordings to producershappyhour at gmail.com. Lawrence, how do people reach you directly? They can get me two ways. Voiceoflawrence.com for voiceover work or lawrencetlewis.com for producing. How about you, Christian? Sisterchristianproduces.com Bye, y'all. Bye.